Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, The Extra Cast, with myself, Nick Boddington, and my co-host, James Urquhart. On these Extra Cast episodes of the podcast, we invite clients, business people, entrepreneurs, and marketers onto the show to share their stories of business and marketing. We discuss their successes and failures in business and how sales and marketing have helped build their success. Hello and welcome to the Extra Cast with myself, Nick Boddington and James Urquhart. Today we have David and Shahan, who set up Beyond Company in July 2019 from scratch with a passion to help people live a life of purpose. Putting everything they know into practice, they created a business training coaches, aspiring coaches and leaders, how to overcome mental and emotional obstacles and create transformational results through their online programs. They have now worked with over 30 people training them in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy and coaching to enhance their life and the lives of others. Today, we're going to be talking to them on the ExtraCast about their journey of starting up and how they've used social media to take them to where they want to go and how they're going to continue growing their business. Hello, David and Sean. Hello. Hello. Thanks how are you doing? You are right? Very well, thank you. Good. Well, you know, you know myself and James. We do. <laughs> Good James, to see you both. You're going to say hello to our guests. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I was still trying to get, get round that you've just called Sean. Sean. Yeah, say hello to Sean. Here. But no one's going to hear that because I was going to re-record the intro, but now the audience know. <laughs> yes, you've I been called the I did read uh, yeah. the script <laughs> and called Sean, Sean. So I do apologise, Sean. <laughs> well, welcome, to the, welcome to the Extra Cast. Um, you know who we are because you use our agency. Um, but as we've said, this isn't this this isn't about us promoting our agency. This is us talking about your journey um, and really about how you've used social media. What made you use social media? And you know, it's worked fantastically for you. But the journey you've been on has gone through lots of different stages. Um, I know that I haven't worked on your account myself, but I'm always hearing about your account and how it's you know pivoting into different places. So it's a it's a great one for us to talk about because it's um, you know it's what our audience and listeners listen to uh, you know it's what they're all going through on a day to day basis because there are so many like um, small business owners and freelancers especially and we just get so much good feedback from the things that come out of these um, interviews. So why don't you start off with a very well a brief explanation of what your business is? I'm not good at brief, so. <laughs> we've, got, we've got like half an hour 40 minutes so. <laughs> uh, so we run training programs um to uh for coaches aspiring coaches leaders anyone who works with team and part of that role is um dealing with people yeah any uh, where there's people yeah. involved <laughs> Um, so we train them in various modalities to become accredited as coaches um, to be able to overcome the kind of as you mentioned in the intro the mental and emotional obstacles that people have going on for them so that they can be their very best version okay so so is your business teaching people how to do that how to deliver that to people who need those changes or is it to make those changes for those people that you're teaching does that make sense? Both. Kind of both, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people come onto the programme because they're in leadership roles, they're coaching, so it's very much about the people that they're working with. And through the programme itself, very often they discover that they themselves have got 
certain things that maybe they want to overcome. Maybe that's like uh, overcoming imposter syndrome, um, certain conflicts that they have about how to take their business forward. A lot of people do tend to spend a lot of time and money on business style programs, which are fantastic, very much about creating more um, for them. We we don't do that. What we look at is the mindset stuff that stops people from maybe applying everything that they learn, um, what stops them achieving greatness whilst others do following similar processes. And yeah. very often it boils down to mindset and limiting beliefs, negative emotion, conflicts that they might have. Is it So is it creating anxiety for people then? So even we like, don't create anxiety for people. <laughs> no, 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 not you. <laughs> not you. We, we we help them solve that. <laughs> so so that's so that's what I mean. So leadership leaders, business owners, people who managerial roles and things like that, they've got anxiety in their day to day lives of where the business is going or how to manage teams and things like that. And that's what you're about helping them, right? But at the same time, also your program teaches people how to then also help people like that. Yes, yes absolutely. So they can then work with others, be that clients or um, the people that their team that they already work with to help okay. them overcome their anxieties, fears, beliefs. And are those two separate programs then for two different audiences? Same program. Um, Very different messages. Yeah, same program, different messaging. Depending on, yeah, who we're, we're talking to. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's where that's going to come in. So the reason I ask that is because then when you set up the business, you've got you. One of the things we talk about is that you've got to have a persona and, you know, or an avatar of who you're trying to target. You you had two people, two different types, two different businesses. When we set up the business, one. when we set up the business, we had no avatar. Then we didn't even know what that meant. So I thought it was one of those yeah. blue things. I was like, oh, well, I've, I've <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. Yeah, the film avatar completely. <laughs> um, then I think we had about 10,000 avatars. Yeah. Um, and then we whittled it down to two focus ones. That Because there are two of us, we thought we can focus individually on, on, on those two. Right, okay. So would that be, so is that, um, would you say you split the business down in the middle then? As in like, you would have a workshop for the one avatar and different workshop for two, or could they be entwined? They can be entwined in terms of the program because even those that come to learn about being a coach and it may be for themselves, the overriding kind of theme throughout is that they want to help people. So whether it's helping one-to-one or as a team or in their own life, that's the the, the kind of theme that is consistent yeah. throughout. Yeah. Okay. So when you sat there and you're like, right, this is our business then, we need to go and get people. What was the, what? Did, did you think social media was the way and the route to do it? Because I know that we've taken you. Well, Nick, actually, before we go there, how, how did it all start for you guys? The setting up of the business. Yeah. So just about two years ago, we went to, um, we have a shared passion <laughs> for uh, the Spice Girls. <laughs> this is where the colour of okay, right? Right? This is a different way to start. <laughs> okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting this. Sure, <laughs> at all, but go on. We were at the uh, the Spice Girls reunion, spicing up our life. Yeah. So we yeah. were having a bit of a, a reflective moment of the past because they're from our youth and where yeah. we're going in the future, um, chatting about our goals and realised that we both had really similar passions and ambitions of where we wanted to take our own businesses. Um, so 
we I think like many people that get into business, one of the biggest values is, well, certainly for us and the people that we speak to is freedom. It's having that freedom that perhaps when you were in a, in a job or consultancy, you didn't have. Um, mm. And that was a big thing that both Sean and I shared. Um, so we set up and we did a project. That was yeah. how we called, we just called it a project because calling it a business was probably a little bit daunting for us at that yeah. stage. So we thought it's easier if we just call it a project because then that means we don't have to necessarily go with it if we don't want to. Um, okay. but, so we did our first training course as a project um, and we loved it and, it and it worked and we worked together in terms of our interaction with our audience. So it became very quickly um, a business. Yeah. Do you have the same background then? Your own businesses were the same? And then we had, we were coaching individually. So um, I was coaching. I tended to do more corporate style coaching, um, coaching with teams. Your coaching style was quite different. Yeah, I was more kind of one to one therapeutic coaching, for want of a better word, helping people okay. with things like anxiety, confidence. Um, yeah, more individual based coaching. Yeah, the the the. the modalities. That's the word I'm looking for. The modalities that we used were the same. Yeah. So we were trained to the same level and that's, that's what we use. So we just kind of, we figured if we can bring those two skill sets together, those two types of audiences, that could be really impactive because yeah. for every corporate high flyer, they still have that side of them that is more holistic and that's attractive to them. And equally for those people that are in more of the holistic field, that business kind of coaching side is probably exactly what they need as well to, to help them progress with what they want to do. So really, we, we came together off our shared values around helping others, but kind of demanding freedom for ourselves as well and wanting to create something for us yeah. that gives us freedom as to what we want and, and leaves behind a good legacy as well. Yeah. So you set up that course. Was that, was that like a, a, was that in my head, I'm thinking, you know, you've hired a room in a hotel, you've invited people to it and you stood up in front of them. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah, we uh, we ran a couple of free intro events. Come and find out what NLP is and see if you like it. And if you do, then you can book onto our course. Well, we um, did use Facebook, interestingly, but more of a who do we know on Facebook? Let's yeah. let's get in contact with all of them um, yeah. and talk to them yeah. about what we do. So we didn't use it in the way that we have used it with you guys. Um, it was a bit of a scattergun approach. Right, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> LinkedIn, yeah. Facebook, friends, people on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> telling anyone and everyone. <laughs> but it worked. And you made it some money. Going. It got yeah. us going. Yeah. It took a lot of time and energy. It wasn't very efficient. Yeah, it, it kick-started the business. And without that, we probably wouldn't. <clears> take yeah. What's, re- what's really nice is actually how you've gone into this and gone, we're going to do a little project. I love that. Because I think you're right, actually. A lot of people look at, oh, you know, quitting their job or, you know, and then they, they call it maybe a side hustle or whatever. And it's quite daunting, isn't it? Actually, calling it a project is, again, you know, totally changing it completely in terms of the mindset and going, mm-hmm. let's just give this a little go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was no pressure involved. It was just see if we like it. And that was what it was about for us, really, wasn't it? See yeah. how we got on together doing business. Paradoxically, yeah. the course is for other people, and that was also about us as well. And just you know, does this work for us? And I think that I don't know with business owners, some you know, who offer services, it very often is about, and it has to be about your end consumer. We always like to take a step back and think, how is this going for us as well? Because ultimately, that's the reason we got into it. Um, and the last thing we want is to become 
employees in our business uh, and not have all that freedom that we demand. So yeah, the project. I was just going to say actually. I was just going to say about, about the freedom. It's um, it, it's good that you do that because we've been uh, you know we we've, we we've we've not done that in the past. You know we've 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 both of what we do and and it's something we probably both look back on Nick actually and go gosh. Actually, we're pretty just working on it, pretty a bit too much, and actually, pretty to the what detriment do you mean? of the business. Look, look back on. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to be kind, man. But well, I, guess I, I, I haven't moved <laughs> from this chair since half eight. Well, yeah, <laughs> ran some food down my throat before this thing, and I've got my crisps on the thing on the window too, because I haven't had a chance to eat them. So, um, yeah, we we say about freedom, and the, you know, for gosh, certainly the last twelve months, I think there's been like some fifteen to eighteen hour days quite consistently. <laughs> Yeah, with freedom. You have to go through that though. You, and I think that's the thing. But I think it's one of those. It's it's getting to the point of the freedom takes a serious amount of hard work and long hours. What are, you, get, what are you prepared to sacrifice to get that freedom? Yeah, absolutely. and and it's a and it's a gamble, isn't it? Because you don't know if it's obviously you've you've proven concept. You've got a business that works. But I know, you know, James, with what we've been through, everything. I would say, you know, there's obviously. We've learned as we've gone we've gone along and there's still things we learn from we learn from mistakes and we're probably building this a lot quicker than the last business because of the things we've learned from but still we've had endless things that have come up against us that are completely out of our control well look at the pandemic everyone. well that, well that, actually nick Absolutely i was going to say control. let's stop it there i was going to say in terms of the pandemic and covid that must have affected you guys like <sighs> tremendous <laughs> so we were february we ran our last classroom based training because that that was how we ran we did eight days in the classroom um february 2020 that was yeah we were booked to do another training in july and that was fully booked we were looking at putting an extra dates on and then lockdown we lost probably 60 percent of business overnight just over 60 percent yeah um, wow. And the inquiries just stopped coming through. And of course, we couldn't deliver the training in the way that we usually would. Yeah. So to keep the business going, it was um, a case <laughs> of going virtual. So we, we took our trainings online and ran them for eight days via Zoom, which was brilliant. And um, our students had great results. And sitting looking at us on the, a screen for eight hours at a time where you've got a cat on your head and a, a child asking for breakfast wasn't ideal and it's different isn't it when you're in front of a computer you'd think like I remember back to March 2020 thinking this is so easy now like we could just be in front of our computers all day we haven't got to get ready and go out it's tiring Mm. though being in front of your laptop especially when you're learning on a program so we only did that once didn't we we did that once um then we ran another training course in October which halfway through we went into lockdown again so it was a bit this yo-yo of yeah that was half classroom yeah half online then we were due to do one again in February and it was another lockdown so we looked at the business and we said right we can keep waiting to find out if if we're in another lockdown or we can change what we do and take control and work out how we can deliver it um, regardless of lockdown so early on it was a bit of a oh my moment what are we going to do but what it's actually caused us to do is bring some of our kind of five-year goals forward and completely changed the way that we run the programs, um, which has been brilliant, hasn't it? We had a five-year goal to be able to take our business um, beyond the West Midlands, um, as in have trainings running across the country. We didn't know how that was going to happen, but by doing what we've done and taking it online, we've got people from 
all over the country. In fact, yeah. we we ran a clinic, a, a coach clinic yesterday evening, and we had a lady from France join us, yeah. which is like so cool Phenomenal. that we can do that now as well. So, um, yeah, a very. Well, we now, <laughs> our business model's completely changed. Mm. So we now run, rather than eight days in the classroom, we do a 10-week online programme, which is all pre-recorded, um, and then incorporates live sessions once a week where we take all that learning that they've had throughout the week, uh, you know, which they do in their own time and at their own pace, and then put it into practical applications so they get to use the techniques yeah. with each other via Zoom. So it, the, the results have been amazing, haven't yeah. they? So it's kind of gone a bit more evergreen. Right. Yeah. It has. Which is what most people who do anything like that or courses or whatever, it's, that's like the holy grail, isn't it? How can I build a business that I don't have to be there, but the value is great? <clears throat> and once, you know, you, what, you know, going into the funnel, because, you know, I think we introduced you to the world of funnels, didn't we? Um, <laughs> and you get those right funnels in place. Yeah. Which they just existed high. under my sink until then. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But once those things are in place, it's you can just turn it up, can't you? Yeah. So, okay. So, so going back to the beginning, you've you've proven concept. You've had people come in. You've had all these ups and downs, but you've got you've got something you know people are going to pay for, and I think that's the biggest thing. So when we, you know, going back to our early days, we, you know, it was lots of different clients we had. You know, when we're talking to clients now and bringing them on, you know, one of the biggest things that we want to know now is have they proven concept. Um, because otherwise, because as you know, it can take a long time to build these things up, and then you've got you know additional costs and things like that. Plus, we don't know as an agency if your if your product or service is actually going to sell. So we want to look at the data in a way that okay, well, we know it may be that it's come from a warmer audience, and now you know in social media marketing that we're doing, you go into a colder audience, you need to bring that in. So the conversion rates are going to be a little bit less, but the concept's already been proven. So when 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 you were sitting there going, okay, well we need to we need to get out there now, how did you how did you think about doing that? Oh. So I ran a series of Facebook adverts, didn't I? Do you yes. remember? Um and I they were really successful. They were they were spot on. Um what we don't know <laughs> is why. I don't know why, I don't <laughs> know how. And I ran them and then I ran them again. And they were they flopped, and then I ran them again, didn't change anything, and they flopped. So I think, and by the way, when I say ran them again, that that was like twelve hour days. Then creating a slight tweak on design, a slight tweak on message, um, and I just didn't get it. I got nothing about what was happening for me. If it works the first time, it works every time because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my that's my model really that but, I yeah. work from. But the world we kind of work from the same thing. We kind of the work. world had changed. Yeah, the, the world the world had changed. But also, I realised that um, when we were introduced to you guys and you started talking in this foreign language <laughs> um, and things that you considered that we had never even heard of, I think we kind of, like probably pretty quickly realized that this is just something that's beyond um what we want to learn how to do because it's not our business um and there's so much to it we hadn't kind of looked at things like how much is each click costing us and it was just oh we'll put 10 pound on an ad and see what happens and throwing no strategy just random bits of money at stuff sometimes getting results sometimes not so it was a bit disheartening as a business because we didn't really know what we were doing and it was 
hit and miss, no consistency in what we did and what we said. Um, what it did do, which is a positive, is it did fill our second programme. It did, That yeah. we ran. So it did do that. It was just quite a painful experience to get there <laughs> yeah. um, and took a hell of a lot of time and were you, head scratching. Were you boosting posts or were you actually doing yes. it in ads yeah, manager? Absolutely. But you weren't even using ads manager itself. Sometimes. And we were doing things which we've learned from Matt since um, may not be the most effective way of keeping your costs down, like changing adverts halfway through their campaign and make it which yeah if i didn't get if we didn't get a lead in the first five minutes i'm like right i've got to change the picture i've got to change yeah. the message but do you know what it's not you're not it's not uncommon um you know a lot of the people yeah, right. i deal with from a consulting point of view i'm getting texts from them you know four hours later saying oh this has happened or i haven't had an order through now i'm just like just patience and that's the thing we look at ads every day just to make sure things are right, but then we don't we don't make any calculated decisions until like seven, fourteen, or thirty days, really. Um, but that's it. But it's easy for us to do. That's not our money. So you know, a client's <laughs> given us the budget, and it's we're not emotional to it. But you, especially in the early day, days, you know, when you're making more money on these things, you can have some clearer budgets in place that don't affect you. Not aren't going to affect you or your business in any way. You know, it's advertising budget. But at the beginning, you're sort of, you know taking from Peter to pay Paul to put into advertising to do this and what if it doesn't work and then blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you managed to fill two workshops through winging it, really, really winging it. <laughs> yeah, we're very much a believer of, um, firstly, when it comes to the courses, it's like um, get them to come and then build it rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. And you, that will learn by doing rather than, go and learn about it and then do it it's yeah. like the quickest way to learn is to just get on with it and yeah fall so, forward fall forward as my dad would say <laughs> yeah. so was it always like was it always facebook did you just have like we need to be on facebook and this is the type of advertising we're going to be doing then to promote ourselves aside from linkedin linkedin yeah, yeah i think facebook was the kind of the only route that we knew of in terms yeah. of advertising linkedin proves useful although <laughs> It was for, for us very, very time heavy yeah. um, to build relationships that way. Because um, it, it's quite pitchy. If you've got LinkedIn accounts, you'll know that it's you're going to get 10 messages a day with someone sending you something. Mm. Um, so a lot of people don't even pick up your messages. And it, 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 yeah, it, it was very hit and miss in terms of mm-hmm. what we got. But yeah, LinkedIn and Facebook, that's yeah. what filled our second course. Which and I suppose you see Facebook work, you just needed it to work properly. Yes. Yeah. For the business and for our sanity. Okay. Yeah. So so what made you, at what stage did you come on to as an agency then? You know, take on an agency. And what brought you to, to the point of finding an agency? Well, this is interesting, Nick, actually. So before uh, Dave and Sean answer this, I believe, and Dave and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, is that as where we were back then and where you guys are now, you were probably in between of should they shouldn't have gone out to the marketplace, potentially. Obviously, I know you guys have learned a lot, and I'm sure you don't look back at it as a, as a negative at all. But, you know, I think we discussed it. If we do it, David, wasn't it? It's like, oh, were you on the edge of, you know, you know should you, shouldn't have you? And it's, um Yeah. So I'm going off at one now. In terms of like, in terms of the first adverts that we ran with you guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know what? 
I, I think as we spoke about on reflection, because last year has been such a year of change for everyone and everything, what we were necessarily putting out there was potentially, I think, in conflict with, as in the message, the advert, with what we were then creating at that time, um, which was a different way of doing it, taking it from classroom into being online. Yeah, it was a bit of a a limbo stage because we talk with um you guys and when we first set up it was we didn't really know what we were selling because we didn't know if it was a classroom based training or online at the time it was a bit of wait and see um so yeah there was that conflict of what what do we do do we we've treated it very much the first six months of working with you guys as a massive education for us in in that it's a long game and that for me has been the biggest thing to let go of. And it's only been, if I'm honest with you, this year, at the start of this year, that I that we let go of that. Um, mm. because I wanted, like our one-day events that we used to run, people would attend, we'd spend a day with them, we would pitch them what we do, and people would enroll on the program. So mm. I wanted within that one day Facebook to deliver the same. Um, right. because why wouldn't it in my head back in last mm. summer when when we all met for the first time? So when that didn't happen, and when I, I appreciate you have to experiment with things and test things out, I certainly went through a period of frustration of, you know, what, what's this about? How, how, how does this work? How can we get our head around it? But I think that what I'm concluding on for now, this could change, is that it is just a very, very much a case of testing things, getting an education off the back of that adapting and then ultimately striving for that turn tap on turn tap off yeah um, which is where we want to get to but i think that like anything worth doing that just doesn't happen overnight and well interestingly um it doesn't happen overnight yet what we were getting from you guys were tons of leads oh that is true are like yeah. conversion <laughs> rates and stuff from landing page to signing up was phenomenal but i think our kind of follow-up that's been the learning curve since is where we take them on that journey it was a bit like mm. oh gosh we've got them what do we do with them right. so the continuation <laughs> yeah. of that funnel as well just beyond the lead coming in yeah i think that's i think that's uh, something a lot of people when they come into you know using facebook or they go use ppc or you know facebook especially probably is probably the main one is that they think it's going to fix all their problems now you're in that limbo of you know workshop face-to-face or actually now we're going on zoom and we're going online you know if you're still running ads what is that message and what are they going where are they going and like i said then sean you know things like the follow-up you know the volume of customers that we still have today that um you know we're creating leads for them and we're asking what the follow-up is and all this stuff and they don't have it you know it's just not there it's very frustrating for us then because obviously you know we want them to progress we want them to make loads of money and we want them to convert these leads into paying customers but some of it is generally out of our control a lot of the time. It's like, oh, please do that. <laughs> and I think it is, if you look at it as a learning experience, um, if you're able to, um, what is interesting is that from those leads that came through, albeit we didn't have necessarily, what well, we didn't have any nurturing campaigns back then, what we did do is make the effort to connect with them individually, to um, stay in contact with them, um, now we have become much clearer on what the business is um, with the new the new setup for it. We've had 
some of those people come back through and reconnect and contact us. So mm-hmm. six months ago, they were a lead that were, you could, we could have said were lost, but mm-hmm. actually through that process of nurturing, they... We've had two we, people. We had two people. Come yeah. on the course. Yeah. Which is amazing. And that's where, <clears throat> that's where people, um, and especially even for our own business, you know, like Nick said about the consultancy that we now do, um, we've had our own, you know, our, our own funnel's gone live now. We're pretty eight weeks into that now and um to start with the cost of lead was 180 pounds so i said to matt you know come on can we reduce this but i wasn't hasty but obviously i know it's going to work because i've got faith in these guys so I, you know even though i even though i'm sitting on the back going, going oh god like you david are oh, this is really frustrating i knew it'd get there we're now at 30 pound a lead which is fantastic but all, already we've had to pause it this on wednesday uh sorry tuesday because we've got too many leads and I know our follow-up process isn't right. It's working, but it can work better. So we've actually paused it, assessed them in the emails, assess how we follow up and, you know, do we add some more human element to it? And I'm hoping that our conversion gets to where it is. But I'll always look at, for that particular fund, I'll always look at the lifetime value. So I won't look at the sort of one-off transaction because it just won't look very good. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's not the, and it's not the true value of that what customer can be. What is that true true value? And that's for me, you know, and especially with the stuff you guys do, you know, it's, it's that, you know, how much can you actually extract from these in terms of value and looking at it from a from a longer game perspective. But like you said, David, it's a frustrating if you're new to it. And it's bloody scary, especially when you've got someone else doing it because you've got to really trust them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. And also, you know, as a new business who's setting up, um, it's about making sure you've got the budget to be able to invest in that as well because we were like sean said throwing 10 pounds a day in well that might work for some industries but you've got to look at that investment you're willing to put in for what you're going to get out of it so um i think there's a lot to it mm-hmm. a lot of reward when you when it works mm. but i don't think it's um it's an overnight thing it's about like you say seeing that longer term vision i think do you know what i think it also helps us take the business more seriously as well yeah. in that we're in it for the long we're term. in it for the long term <laughs> um so therefore that's how we should look at that and treat that mm. like that so um i've not thought of it that way before but i think that's that kind of additionally helped us personally to come to the the, the realization that yeah this is a long-term thing for us because facebook is a long-term thing so are we in it for the long term or not mm-hmm Sticking around, mm. right? I'll stick around for a bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> but know. even even with us and our clients, you know, all of our clients, you know, we we you know, we need clients to stick around for a long term. You know, it's not a, you know, come in and go out. You know, we you know, for us to be successful and do what we want to do, we need long term clients that are happy and 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 converting business into into revenue and seeing those returns. Um, which is why not only do we need to look at our customers as a long term entity but actually the business themselves need to look at this and go this is long term this isn't going to be a quick you know smash and grab as it were and it's just you, you can't look at it like that because there's so much data you know you guys notice very quickly hitting you in terms of what you're saying david with um you know oh god it's not working in five minutes let me change the image you can't do that you know it's in it's impossible and you need that data to feed through to be able to see actually what is and isn't working to give you an example we're running an account at the moment Nick and I have just come off the call. They've got 150 grand spend in eight weeks. 
mm-hmm. even now we, we can't make it work. It, they've got too much money. So you've got one end of the spectrum. You've got somebody that's got too much do little money, but you've also got some that have got too much. So it is horses, you know, literally not always, not money isn't always the answer. No, it helps, but it definitely isn't always the answer. We've had a lot of clients who actually decrease their budgets because they know what their cost per lead is now and they know how many um, leads they can take. So they've actually reduced their budget. Which well, that's, is, that, which is, that's the thing. It's like our, our consultancy thing. We know where we can get it to, but we need, we need people on seats. We need to have the, the after click. You know, once that leads come in, I have a call with these, with these people. There needs to be a follow-up process in place. All this, before it's scalable, all that's going to be knocked out. And I think it's, it's weird, actually, because you can never foresee what you need until you've started it. Really, can you? You don't know what the whole follow-up process, like the nurturing, you've closed two, taken on two clients from the nurturing process. You know, you can double the amount of sales you get by just having a nurturing process in place. But people look at the acquisition of what's coming off the ads, but you're gaining an email address. So every time someone inquires, it's an email address. And then if you're not doing anything with that email address, then you're leaving money on the table. And you've seen that. So, you know, it's tweaking, going through those emails, tweaking the emails, seeing which ones open, which ones don't, resonating with them more, rewriting them. And it's just a long, long process to get the evergreen thing because I think most people want this evergreen thing to happen overnight and they want to be sitting on a beach going, hey, my business just works for me. James and I had a conversation about that last week because, you know, we want to create more freedom for ourselves and all these things in place and grow the company in a certain structure. But it's gonna. We know it's not gonna take. It's gonna take ages for it to get get like that, mm-hmm. because there's so many things that prop up along the way, um, and you do need some human ele- element. That's what you said last week, James. You, you, there's got to be some kind of human element somewhere with these, because even if it's just someone wanting an email answered or coming into the group or coming into a text or a WhatsApp, someone's got to be the end of that. How you do that? Do you have a VA? somewhere else or whatever you know there's lots of different really cool ways of doing that now to not have to employ people to do it but all these steps are in place but the fact that you know you're there and we're there we're we're both in a good place that we're we've found those problems now mm-hmm. because yeah. if you hadn't if those problems hadn't arisen you wouldn't have got to that place for those problems to arise right you've got to know what they are in order to solve them yeah absolutely and what's, and what's really nice actually sean what you said about is uh, they'll come and we'll build it you know, a lot of people build it and no one comes. <laughs> like we're doing the podcast, though. We just started recording them, probably badly. And then when people, were, I remember when we started getting a lot of downloads, it was like, okay, now we're going to invest in a mic, like this microphone here. Now I'm going to spend 80 quid on a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so many people go there. I think one of the, I think I read that one of the biggest things of people starting businesses, they spend more time getting their like, little branded notepads and pens and business cards sorted. And then they sort of sit there on day one and go, that's it, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Like the, the exciting part was setting the business up, not actually growing and doing the business. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. I think it's often, I mean, it's something we come up a lot with the people that we work with. Um, it's part of the reason why a lot of people come on the course, because they keep coming up against It's kind of labelled as obstacles like procrastination is what the word that springs to mind that people use but it's it's deeper than that very often it is around um 
limiting beliefs. Very often, I think people will put off doing the very thing that they need to do to get the results that they need to get, albeit if those results are what you could deem to be a failure, i.e. you've realised that the nurturing campaign, you've got a load of crap. But better to know that it is that. Mm-hmm. But I think for some people, and, I, and I'm speaking this from my back, uh, from the past for me as well, sometimes it's better not to know a painful truth and live in an ignorant bliss. And I think that that is sometimes what goes on, not exclusively for everybody, um, but I do think that is that could be what is often going on. And it's nice to do the logo and agonise over the RGB colours and, you know, all these lovely things, but... Then that nobody else cares about no as much as you do. About, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like it's like names, like company names, like the our, our sort of uh, main company behind it, which is MRB Digital. That was from our other company, which is just basically made up. What does it stand for? We've had to make things up to say what it stands for. Let's Run Social came from the fact that we we're called MRB you, Digital, and then you I. Called me? I was doing some, I was doing some, so, but basically what it came down to was I was starting to do some YouTube, um, some Facebook lives to start testing Facebook. This is right at the beginning and Facebook lives and they still do. If you go live on Facebook, though you may not have many people turn up to it, um, Facebook want promote it because they want it to be live. They want to pull people in for live, but they'll then go and show people the replays. So you can actually get, you can actually grow quite quickly by doing Facebook lives. So I was doing the Facebook lives for like, 30 days straight so I can look at the look at the results. And there's only like five-minute little um, things on how to do Facebook ads or whatever to the face. No, no one ever turned up until I don't think I've ever had one person on it, apart from a friend, which is more embarrassing then because you know they're going to be just <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> but I, I needed a hook saying, if you're interested, go here. And I was like, I need something catchy because you can't say I'll go, go to www.forward slash blah, 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 blah. You need something catchy and you just own the domain. And I thought, well, it's social. Let's run social. So go to forward, go to letsrunsocial.com to find out more. And it was just like, that's just like the perfect name for the company. And that's how that, that's how we came across that name. But, you know, we didn't spend hours sitting there thinking about even another package that we've just done, like the ads clinic that we've done. That was Matt who thought of that, I think, wasn't it? Was he just like, oh, the ads clinic, that's pretty cool. Like, you've got ads, they don't work. The ads clinic. And it's like done and and then you just do it you don't need to sit there a lot of people sit there writing all these things down don't get there's a there's a time and place for it but it really doesn't matter you know our other companies three letters and no one's ever going to care as much as you do about it no but so many people do but yeah that 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 little phrase that you had is exactly the way it is as well and i think also people don't want to they want things and i suppose it comes into that phrase but they they're scared of what the the outcome might be because it may not be positive yeah one fear the, is yeah. like the, the one of the biggest things that holds people back which is why we do what we do because it's help, helping them to release that fear so that they can actually go and do the very thing that they're not what are they most fearsome of what other people think when they fail this is interesting and i actually we we talk about it quite a lot on the final week of our program the one of the biggest things is around fear of completion and it links to what you just mentioned there in that, what if I did get everything I wanted? <laughs> really? That's quite, that. that is a then one, what? then what? Because I've got that. Driving for something gives okay. you a purpose. Yeah. 
Right? It's a reason it's for a, being here. It's something to drive and aim for. But what if you did get all those things that you wanted? Like that. So that seems to be, which is really bizarre because you'd think that that wouldn't be an issue. But well, whether it's money, materialistic things, living in Spain or whatever, it might whatever be. You've, yeah. you've achieved it. But don't you think that like things just fall into place thereafter? Like, if it was money and you suddenly got a load of money, new opportunities happened. Like suddenly you're like, oh, I'm going to do a bit of property and suddenly different avenues always create and take you on a different path. I mean, one of the things that we encourage people to do, because you're right, it could be that there always will be something different, um, is think of the biggest goal, think of the biggest thing that you could achieve and then, and, and make note of that, and then think of the thing that's bigger than the biggest thing that you could achieve because that will give you that momentum and it may change by the way like it may be totally different when you get there but it matters not it gives you almost that mindset of i won't be done when i've got that really big thing that i want because there will be something bigger and it kind of allows you to start to move forward to that without having that fear of getting it because that is that is really a thing fear of getting all the things you want uh that's crazy and what you said do you think that's one of the most popular ones that you hear then it can yeah it can, it, it can be and it's the and also the polar opposite fear of losing everything you've got is one of the other ones yeah yeah, yeah. and it can be within that the kind of the fear of who will I have to become what will I have to do what will I need to sacrifice because saying that you want something that's big and shiny over there is all very well but the things that have to take place in order to get there can be quite scary because it's like oh actually I can't go out with my friends every weekend because I'll have to be writing blog posts on the Saturday night till <laughs> 11 p.m. I think that's the thing that makes the di- that that that's the difference between those who make it and those who don't, though, isn't it? Yes, you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. But that is also the that is also one thing that holds a lot of people back in that um, willingness to do what it takes. Yeah, which is why it's got to be something we believe that you're really passionate about and you're driven about to achieve. Because when the going gets tough that will be the first obstacle and reason to just give up if it's not something that you really want to do. And the willingness to be someone different, because I'm sure both yourselves are completely different people to who you were when you first went into business. And maybe the people that you hung about with back then, or, you know, as circles change, because if you're pushing yourself to get more, you constantly need to be surrounding yourselves by those people. And then the levels change as the game changes and you become more and more mm. successful. So it's kind of that willingness to reinvent yourself as well yeah. and get uncomfortable. And that's... It can be quite scary, can't it? There's a lot of uncertainty around it because yeah. the friends that you're spending your time with at the moment, they may not support those big goals that you have. And even the thought of, oh, they won't be my friends anymore. That can be... <laughs> We've got some people in our life who remain nameless who still say to us, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's that kind of, that's like almost that like negativity and stuff. We're not there anymore. We're somewhere different. Um, yeah. But isn't that very British though, in terms of, you know, someone setting up their business and being going, oh, look, he thinks he's doing all right. Whereas in someone like America, you know, you set up your business, it's like, oh God, can I help at all? Whereas mm-hmm. we're in Britain, we're like, oh, he thinks he's better than everyone else. Will be. You see what I mean? I think it's right. I think that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking out of turn there. I'm yeah. like that. I'm... No. There is definitely a, a societal kind of mindset around entrepreneurialism and what oh, it completely. means. And so, yeah, we agree with that. Yeah. I remember, I remember 
because I, you can pick up on people's reactions. When I set up um, my business, I was in the worst place I've ever been in my life, <laughs> monetary-wise and stress-wise. Yet when I said to people, oh, yeah, and I set up a business, you saw a face of jealousy. It's like, seriously? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you want to see what I'm going through? I don't have anything now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but I think they're, I think they're, I think a lot of people are just they they're jealous of what you can achieve because a lot of people want it themselves but they're not prepared yeah. to. Actually right, I think it's, it's often a reminder to them that they're not doing the things that they maybe want to do. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, and that, well, we've completely challenging the podcast into like. I love the way this is going. Our listeners are going, love this podcast now. They're all sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. I should give up on my business. (laughs) We should get you like regulars. We should get our own podcast. (laughs) By all means. You're right. It's a reflection of what you see in other people as a reflection of what's going on for you internally. And the very things that you're maybe you see as being as lacking in your life, when you see other people doing it, you'll find that there's emotion around it. That's so true because successful people, like people I know who've, you know, really doing well for themselves, all they want to happen to you is you get to that same place. Right? Yeah. Pay the things that they're doing and do the things they're doing and how amazing it is, blah, blah, because they've, they've got nothing to fear of you making it as well. Yeah. And it goes back to people's beliefs about themselves, because if you absolutely believe that you can have everything you want, then surely you wish the same for everybody else because there's you know there's no limitations for anyone so it's no. always a reflection of you as the the individual interesting mm. interesting <laughs> okay well i think we're, we're nearly at the end we're nearly we're nearly coming to an end um both well we are but there is one porsche, there is. by the way in the background nick um was that we're both living for that porsche that's that's the, the targa in the background <laughs> is it not a Porsche? That shows how much I do. Yeah, no, I've got this. They're both Porsches, but the one with the, <laughs> the glass top, that one, that's wow. a that's a Targa. John's so a, a Targa, Porsche enthusiast. Yeah, so a Targa is um, a type of Porsche, actually really quite expensive. So you've got the 911, and then you've got like the Targa. And a Porsche, for someone else listening to this might be really, really into Porsche and go, that's actually, they're both now, or come out with some numbers. But basically, those ones have that, even the new ones now, they still have that same shape, that bar. So you can take the centerpiece off. That's how you make it a convertible. It's called takes off, but it doesn't fold down. You actually, you take it off and that's called a Targa. That's, I don't know, brand new. They're about 110 grand, I think. Um, For those are some classics. They're there. Yeah. That was given to me by Matt, actually. Matt gave me that. That So, um, yeah, no, they're nice. So little, I have a lot of comments on those cars. But um, yeah, I'd like one of those. You? I like the one I've got at the moment. <laughs> what have you got? I, I've, I've got a Porsche. Sean, but Sean I've got bought a, herself a Porsche last a, year. This year. Did you? Last what have you year, got? yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's only a Boxster, but it's a 3.2. Um, it's rather quick. Yeah, I bet. But I've got like a, a, a need for speed, me. <laughs> so you, you're into Porsches, are you? I, I like this one. It's my first experience of a Porsche. My, um, my partner converts Lotuses. He turns them into super-duper fast sports cars he did he did dance didn't he he did yes (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. ridiculous thing yeah yeah that's what he does so i've developed that whole need for speed i can't scare you when we go out driving i've got i've got a one liter ford focus (laughs) (laughs) bit of a difference there then so what so are you are you are you into cars either of you like is there something that you want 
what is it you want oh yes yeah yeah I have um so I've got my goal beyond the goal so my next car that I'm going to get I, I was just going to say it I was just going to say what's the car of that yeah, yeah. next car this year maybe this year early next year is going to be um the Jaguar F-Type but yeah. the one beyond that is the Aston Martin oh, that's <laughs> nice which Aston Martin is it um I'm yet to decide because there's a few I like the new shade ones are quite nice aren't they rather lovely yeah so yeah that's the the goal beyond the goal who knows where i'll go after that i'll have to get that would be that would be my my thing will be just wasting money on those sort of cars mine's mine's different mine's uh i'm more into like having a bigger garden or allotment you've just sold your bmw to get to downsize i sold sold my bmw to get a uh a garden shed uh, yeah (laughs) my my little focus um but uh, yeah i'm i'm want to start getting into growing fruit <laughs> and it's all about that that's the thing with life isn't it it's about what's important to you and accepting that everybody's yeah. different well I'm, I'm really into my i'm really into gardening and stuff like that um and so i i would one of my things is to have a is to have a beautiful like country manor house but i want the garden to be so spot on that because there's a village there's a village near me so my mum's got a friend who lives in a village that's just outside stratford and the village is full of like you know retired people with a lot of money. There's about consists of about eighteen houses, and in the summer the village opens itself for a weekend to look around the gardens of those houses because oh, that's wow. how well they're kept. Okay, and these are amazing, and I've always thought to myself, I'd love something like that. So someone else, you'd be involved in it. Someone else would be doing it. But just to have like a garden that's just like unbelievable. It's such a brag, like come and have a look at my garden. It's so completely. Amazing. Oh, just just let I, you I know, I have everything. Laughing. I'm going to let you look at my garden. Are you going to share, James? We've got cars, houses, gardens. What's what's your big thing? <laughs> I'm really easy, aren't I? Really, Nick. Not a lot. Yeah, I want a banker. I just, I just want. To, I don't want a neighbour. I yeah, I don't neighbor. want to. I'm with you on that. I, I've got a big thing about you know just people. You look, <laughs> just people. Yeah, <laughs> just neighbours, just neighbours. So as long as I don't have a neighbour, I'm really content. And that's pretty much it, if I'm honest. I'm quite easy, really. Or you can just get a tent and put it in a field, and job done. Mm. Okay, tent side. We're having yeah, this Land, Rover, Land Rover Discovery, the dogs, the kids, and the country house. Nice. Yeah, dogs are key. Get the dogs in the boot. But yeah, after that, I'm pretty content. Really, really easy. My list is endless. I, I can I can email it through. Yeah, email <laughs> it over. We love to hear about people's goals. Yeah, so yeah we might we might we it. might nick a few things off there for us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> endless. I think every day something's added to it. <laughs> love it. Well, brilliant. Okay. Well, I think well that was awesome. We kind of went from like marketing, business growth to self awareness. And goals and achievement and stuff, but no, really, really good. Got anything else well, you want to ask, James? Yeah, I was going to say actually. So for the listeners, because no one's going to be watching this, is um, if you are part of our Facebook group, Sean and David will be doing something there at some point. We don't know when, but at some what? stage they will be, <laughs> or what, or what. But they will be at some stage. Um, <laughs> but that is on our master plan, as you guys know. So. Yeah, but apart from that, no, it was really good having you guys. And yeah, very interesting, actually, in terms of, um, I guess, where you were, uh, I guess, where you started with Facebook ads. And actually, it was very honest of you, David, to say that you've been uh, 
you're frustrated at that beginning going oh dear what are you doing all that and it's so true and it's nice that you persisted um and saw the value in not just using us for ads but that post click you know stuff that we try and help everyone with because it's not it's not something a lot of agencies do um but it's as important it really is um, well, the whole yeah, funnel so we're a facebook ad agency that focuses on the funnel because unless you can you can't create longevity unless you're figuring out what happens after the ad has got the lead or got the purchase or got the ad to cart that all has to be tied up and that's what creates longevity with our clients because we concentrate on the whole thing and whilst i i get that there is a uh, a business benefit for you guys in doing that because obviously the more successful the adverts the people are converting the more the more you know likelihood they are of continuing with you mm. um, i think you know we also would like to say thank you for your mm-hmm. uh, patience with us whilst we've been on this educational journey. I certainly kind of have gone back to that 14, 15 year old, stroppy, blue haired, baggy jeans, teenager <laughs> mode at times. Um, L- listening to Spice Girls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. so, uh, so thanks for being patient as we've gone through school again. <laughs> That's all right. No, no problem at all. That's what we're there for. So, you know, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's a great, it's great to have helped you on the journey and look forward to what can come. Well, before we go, um, Sean, Sean, David, can you plug your website? You know, if there's anyone listening that does want to, I guess, know more about you guys and what you can do, do you want to give a little, little plug? Go on, put your posh, put your best voice on. My my best voice. Yeah. That, that was a good start, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, won't, they won't understand me, so you do it. <laughs> From the black country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our website is beyondcompany.co.uk and we can be found on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook at the Beyond Community. Our podcast will be launching 14th of the June. 14th of june so a couple of weeks yeah um and that's the beyond podcast nice and listen to that nice and if anyone wanted to know about your courses i guess they just go on your website and they'll find details there yeah absolutely on the website you'll find the programs page which talks you through the the different levels of training and there is a free training that um, can be accessed there as well it's a really cool training actually Yeah, some free resources videos and a free training to get started with goal setting and an introduction to nlp Okay, so what we'll do is we'll get Charlie who does our podcast. Uh, this is going to sound really podcasting. They'll put the link below for the thing. In the show can, notes. Can we do that? I've always wanted to do that. Click below. <laughs> no one watches us, David, anyway. So, oh, okay. yeah, we can do. do it anyway. Click <laughs> here. <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant, guys. Well, listen, have a nice day. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather, which has finally come. Well, thank you and, for having uh, us. We'll speak yeah, to no, you. Guys. Thank you for coming on, guys. Pleasure. Good to take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Are you stuck trying to figure out the best way to optimize your Facebook ad campaigns? Have you given up with figuring out how to get your click-through rate higher than 1% or your click-through cost less than a pound? Or maybe you're on the verge of losing a client because you can't get them the returns that you promised. We've all been there, but it can all be learned. That's why you're listening to this podcast. But we can now go one step further. Come and join the Ads Clinic, a series of one-on-one consultancy calls where we dive into your own ads manager and see where we can help turn your ads into a profit-making machine without you making the expensive mistakes trying to figure it out yourself. Still unsure? 
Well, how does 30 minutes free call on Zoom sound to get things going and see if we can really help with those ads? Sound good? Great. Head over to theadsclinic.com and book a time in my diary. Do it now before you forget. That's theadsclinic.com and I'll see you on Zoom. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you and any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.